What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Game Board. I'm the Wolf, your host. And today is the last day of 2020. I know many of us are very, very excited about that. Um, we uh, we all know that it's not been it has not been a good year. Uh, it has been for some people, for those of us who. And maybe I shouldn't include myself in this because I've spent a lot of time just sitting around, but there are some that took advantage of the lockdowns to work on different things, work on Twitch uh, channels, to work on streaming platforms, to do Let's Plays, spend more times with games in general. You know, so in that uh, instance, 2020 has been a pretty decent year. For all the rest of it, though, it's been kind of crappy, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm excited to have some uh, adult beverages and ring in the new year and, uh, you know, pretend for a couple of hours that this isn't going to continue into 2021. The reality is that the new year is just um, a day. It has some significant impact on the way that people think and kind of the mindset of people in general. But in reality, uh, a lot of things keep moving and January 1st doesn't ultimately mean much in the grand scheme of things. So that being the case, those two issues being the case, the fact that it, you know, January 1st has uh, mental impact on people, but also things keep rolling. Uh, I only have one thing to talk about, really, because as far as the mental thing goes, all the creators have taken a break. I shouldn't say all. Most creators have taken a break. There aren't any major updates to any of the games. And... You know, the news cycle is just generally kind of slow right now. However, I was working on an article late last night. I was talking about XQC. So if you guys don't know XQC, he's a former esports pro. And lately he's been streaming on Twitch. And I think he's put up some videos on YouTube, things like that. Going the general gamer route right uh the article that i wrote about was that he was banned he was suspended excuse me he was suspended from twitter uh for using a 10 second clip from his own stream okay so as we know this year has been kind of a a big one for copyright laws twitch got hit with thousands of copyright takedowns uh, just a month ago and they didn't really know how to handle it and no company as far as I'm concerned really knows how to handle it the answer for them is to don't is to not play music it's to not if you if you didn't make it don't use it right that's kind of the general rule so um let's kind of do some background here before we jump into this all right so 
back in October or November or something, I remember there was one developer who said he went on Twitter and he said, I think that streamers need to pay developers a license to stream video games, right? Or, you know, otherwise pay the developers to use the content that they create. And that caused all kinds of backlash, all kinds of like, how dare you? And what the hell are you talking about? And this is a major part of the economy. And I'm not even going to lie. I jumped in on that, too, because it sounds ridiculous on the surface. It sounds absolutely insane. This has been happening for years. We've been able to play video games online, share them with other people, and they can watch the content, right? So any change to that, just like most other changes to anything, was met with, let's call it derision. So he sort of backed down, and he's, he, but not really, right? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm the one that's wrong here. It's not everybody else. <clears throat> and that kind of went away. Um, and then Twitch got hit with all the takedown notices. So when Twitch was hit with the takedown notices, they said, they went as far as saying that you shouldn't even play video games with the sound on because some developers or some creators were making claims based on the sound effects in the game, not just music. It's usually music, right? But no, some people that make the sounds for video games were making copyright claims against creators. A good example of this is that the oof sound in Roblox, right? We all know that sound. Oof. And the creator of that sound was quiet about it for years, years and years and years and years until somebody pointed out that that sound sounded like something that he made or it was something he made, one of the two. He he didn't know up until this point. But then he started seeing dollar signs because that's copyrighted material. He has a right to that material. And that's true. A lot of people make the complaint that these laws protect creators. Uh, they don't protect creators. They protect copyright holders over creators. And they're offended by the idea that the guy who made the oof sound can make a claim to all the content that somebody uses using roadblocks because of that sound. I can understand that, but I tend to side with copyright holders because that is the only way to protect intellectual property. That being said, there are people out there that are going to abuse things to the nth degree, right? Something like that oof sound should have been sold outright. It should, the copyright license should have transferred to Roblox and then Roblox should be able to determine as a company what it does or does not want to do in terms of copyright takedowns. That individual, and this was just a bad business dealing, that individual should not have had the right to maintain that sound, maintain the right to that sound that is heard by millions and millions of people. If he didn't want to sell it, he shouldn't have sold it, ultimately, right? That's kind of the way that 
I view it all working. You as a copyright holder, if you create something, you should have the right to monetize that. Regardless of whether it's a painting or a content uh, uh, video game stream or like your image or a sound or music, whatever you create should be yours until you sell it. And then that's where all the contracts come in, right? Uh, Roblox should have bought the sound outright. They should have controlled the copyright. He should have given up his ability to do so, to make copyright claims against creators that use that sound. But none of that happened. So this guy has legally the right to go after anybody that streams Roblox and uses that or uses that sound in any way whatsoever that's not fair use. So that's kind of the background on what's happening here, right? And then the U.S. Copyright Office, Copyright and Patent Office. Is it the Patent Office? The U.S. Copyright Office, at any rate, um, has been trying to expand the reach that they have to encompass things like streaming, right? Because the law, as it exists, as it existed prior to the 21st, didn't really account for internet usage of anything, right? It ha it looks like it had barely been updated in the 80s when satellite TV became a thing. <laughs> so the law itself is... Uh, how long ago was the, were the 80s? 40 years? Yeah, the law itself is 40 years ago. <laughs> uh, I forget my own age, man. I'm not 40. I'm just saying. I forget that I'm... Uh, we're living in 2020 and the 90s and 2000s were a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, um, so the law, the law was outdated and the director of the copyright office came to the senators that are in control of that that office. So there are a hundred senators and each one of these senators gets assigned to a committee. And then that, that committee makes decisions on what that agency should do. So that you have like a veterans affairs committee and you have a intelligence committee and you have a copyright committee, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So the director for the copyright office comes to the committee members in the Senate and says, Hey, I think we need to update the, copyright law to encompass streaming services and she pointed to i wrote about this you can find this in the gamer i i wrote about this this is how absurd the government works okay so she comes to the senators she says here we've done these studies right and the the mo movie industry loses i don't know like 10 billion dollars a year in piracy right and she points to a study that was done by the president of the uh, U.S. Chamber of Commerce, right? And he, his whole thing is that he represents movie companies, right? So it's like directly coming from the movie company. Uh, it wasn't an independent study. It was a very, to me, it was a very biased thing. And it was meant to show one side of the thing. And that was it, right? It didn't show... Uh, I, I don't know. It was a long report, so maybe I shouldn't get too into it. That was my impression of it. Secondly, and this is the bigger one for video game streamers, she said that the music industry suffers 
piracy on a large scale as well. And she pointed to a blog post. It wasn't even, it was a blog post by some random, I don't know, like music review site. And this blog post says that uh, piracy in the United States is not as bad as it is in other places. Right. So she uses those two sources as the reasoning for why the copyright law needs to be updated. Uh, so they asked the Senator Tillis, you're going to hear about Senator Tillis and how bad of a person he is and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not here to defend senators because I, that's a whole, that's a whole other discussion. My point here is that it's the copyright office and the directors at the copyright office that need to be really held accountable. So here's what I wrote. Okay. Karen A. Temple was the former director for the copyright office, the United States copyright office. And she said that stream ripping quote unquote stream ripping. That's what she called it. Uh, which is basically a practice that is equivalent to using a tape recorder to record a song from the radio has had a major impact on the music industry. Right. But it, it also admits that it's quote, not as big an issue in the U S as it is internationally. Okay. And this blog post, if you're interested in finding it is on a website called www.soundexchange.com. I've never heard of that. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Um, it's <laughs> it's a site that is not a look. I'm looking at the about section right now. Sound Exchange quote provides royalty solutions for sound recordings and publishing, serving as a critical backbone to today's digital music industry. The organization collects and distributes digital performance royalties on behalf of more than two hundred thousand recording artists and master rights owners accounts as technology solutions help turn massive amounts of data into accurate revenue for creators and include music data exchange, international sound standard recording codes search and the notice of intention to use lookup to date. Sound exchange has paid out more than 7 billion in royalties. So again, this is an industry site that is only looking at one side of it, but also the problem is not in the U.S. It's in other countries. But we're changing U.S. law. <laughs> so that's kind of the background on what's happening. And essentially what this what this bill does, and it's called the Protecting Lawful Streaming Act, because every bill that comes out of the government is the opposite of what it says. So the Protecting Lawful Streaming Act makes streaming uh, copyrighted material a felony offense. It used to be a misdemeanor. And they claim that it's not going to go after individual streamers. Okay. They say that it's generally meant to go after websites that like, what is it called? Solar movie? Piracy sites, right? Um, that their, that's their primary business is to stream movies or football games or 
concerts or you know things like that that's their primary source of business is to rip off the music and movie industry they claim that it's not designed to go after individual creators now i went and i looked at at least part of the bill that this is in and i didn't see a distinction between the movie industry and the individual streamer where the individual streamer like you or i would come in is with the case act okay so the case act is that that's an acronym so it's the small claims enforcement act right copyright alternative in small claims enforcement what that does is instead of going in front of instead of going to court like you used to right that's why twitch said we can't do anything we're not a court anytime that a creator has a copyright notice against their um content they then have to go to federal court and prove that you know either i own the rights to everything in this video or alternatively yeah i use somebody else's content and you know then the court decides what is going to happen twitch is not a federal court youtube is not a federal court so basically they what they do is they take the video down and they say now you deal with it it's your thing to deal with which is a reasonable thing they, these companies aren't there to act as part of the government <clears throat> now a lot of people take issue with that but you don't want uh, Google or Amazon deciding who owns what you just don't. <laughs> so then it's easy to forget that Amazon owns Twitch, right? You don't want companies deciding who owns what you just don't. Um, so the, the case act creates a small claims, uh, court. So it's supposed to be a lot easier to get through than going to a full trial. Somebody uh, sends Twitch a copyright claim. Twitch takes your video down and then you go to this small claims court. And three people are going to hear the evidence for or against why this person is entitled to money. And then they make a judgment and that judgment could be up to fifteen thousand dollars per infringed work as a pro as opposed to what it used to be which was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars per work and the total amount that could be paid to that copyright owner is taken down to thirty thousand dollars total for all the works infringed now some people are claiming that it is a lot easier for people to take like the oof guy right to take advantage of this system and file a bunch of these things and just win over and over and amount huge amounts of money, amass huge amounts of money. And maybe that's true, right? It does to me appear as though it's, this is done in favor of those of payouts in favor of settlements. Uh, because as a creator, a content creator that, amount of money i mean it's fifteen thousand compared to one hundred fifty thousand. so when it was one hundred fifty thousand, then it was like okay okay i'm i'm going to defend myself but if 
it's 15,000 and it's still a lot of 15,000 is still a lot of money, but that's the max, right? So say it's a thousand dollars, right? Are you going to hire an attorney that costs you $3,000 to save a thousand dollars? The answer is probably not. And that's to me what it appears to be doing. It appears to be kind of like just pay the creator and get it over with pay the copyright owner and get it over with. <clears throat> so the, I mean, this is the law now, right? And the, the protecting lawful streaming act again, changes the law to make it a felony to stream anything. And again, I'm not, I, I didn't see anything in that bill that changed that separated individual streamers from websites that primarily deal in co in pirated content. There's nothing in the build that differentiates between individual streamers and uh, pirate sites. So here we are now. This is law. And now you finally get to XQC. Twitter has an automated, I believe, an automated copyright takedown system. So it was just kind of scrolling through the site. This uh, digital bot was scrolling through Twitter and looking for uh, use of copyrighted material. And it flagged XQC for using a 10-second stream. And I don't know the details of it. I'm not sure exactly why it was flagged, but it was flagged. XQC's account was suspended. And he was not able to get back onto Twitter. He figured it out. He was able to get in touch with somebody and he was able to get his account reinstated. But it raises an interesting question, right? We talked about it before, uh, earlier in, in this broadcast, in, the, in this podcast, broad, broad podcast. <laughs> we talked about it earlier about the, that developer who wanted to sell licenses to streamers and the way this is working out i'm going to tell you right now i will tell you right now that these studios are going to start selling licenses either on a monthly basis or i doubt a lifetime basis but at least a monthly basis to stream these games without any risk of copyright infringement and I believe that a lot of content creators, a lot of video creators, a lot of streamers are going to take them up on that offer and they're going they're going to happily pay the 100 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month or whatever it turns out to be. Let's say it's 20 bucks a month just to make it easy for everybody to get in and play the game and stream it and let's call it 20 bucks a month for these companies and people are going to happily spend 20 bucks because it's 20 bucks instead of $1,000 for potential copyright infringement. I That's where I believe the industry is going to go. That's where the video games industry is going to go. It's going to go toward licensing material that you can then use on Twitch and uh, not have to worry about these takedown notices. And I think in conjunction with that, you're going to see more and more deals like the like the Roblox guy where these developers in exchange for that money they make sure that they own all the copyright licenses 
for all the sound effects and all the music that they use, and therefore they control it. So the oof guy that contributed a half-second so- uh, sound to a video game doesn't have the right <laughs> to file a claim against millions of people as it exists now because of that bad business deal that Roblox did. So that, I think, that is the future of the games industry. It's licenses to play, and then it's truly professional streamers. It's truly um, uh, more of a, more of an, more of a, I want to call it a developed industry or evolved industry, but I don't know that that's really accurate. It's more of a, it's no longer going to be a free for all. Anybody can do it kind of thing. It's going to be people that are serious about it and people that want to do it for a living or at least part time as a living. And in that sense, I think it'll increase the quality of things, but also I'm not, super excited about the prospect of of having to get a license to stream things that we didn't need a license for previously but i don't see a way that we go back to where it was in the early 2010s uh i i don't see it changing from here to be any more open or to be any cheaper and that's just something that we <laughs> we are probably going to have to deal with. Hopefully, individual streamers aren't uh, gone after because of this Protecting Lawful Streaming Act, right? And maybe that's what developers are going to say. They're going to say, you know, in compliance or to protect you from being sued by the government, we're going to sell you a license. And then as long as you have that license, you're fine. Who knows? The opposite could happen too, right? Where because they're doing this for a lot of people and then somebody decides to break the rules, then that person would be sued for a lot of money. (laughs) And I can see the Protecting Lawful Streaming Act being used in a case that is egregious enough to, to warrant a 10-year jail sentence, up to a 10-year jail sentence, and a felony record. (laughs) So, uh, in that instance, I don't, I'm not excited about that, but we can only hope, because now this thing is the law of the land, and unless or until somebody changes it, that, I mean, that's the way it is. You could be a felon if you stream copyrighted content, and as it exists now, I wouldn't want, I'm telling you, I wouldn't want to be online streaming anything right now. Not until we get this all figured out and like what ramifications does this have for individual streamers. But, you know, there are also professionals out there that have the means to, I don't have the means to fight this thing, XQC or PewDiePie or Markiplier or Ninja, take your pick. These guys have the money and the resources to defend themselves if if and when. Uh, I think it's a win 
these things come up. And I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. It'll probably be, if I were to take a wild guess, I would say in summer, we're going to start seeing these licenses being sold. But who knows? I, I don't have a crystal ball. We have it on record, though, so if I'm wrong, we'll come back in summer and we'll 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 see if I was right or not. So that's that was my one story for today. That was my one rant for the day. And I I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to what 2021 has to offer for us. And even though it's just another day in in the year, it also signifies a shift and i hope that for you it signifies a positive shift toward whatever you want to do with your life i know for me and this show we're going to be here every day of the week uh monday to friday we're going to be uploading every day three o'clock uh mountain time 2 p.m pacific 5 p.m eastern and we're gonna we're gonna have fun and we're gonna I'll learn some things and we're all going to, we may make mistakes. We may get things right. We may get things wrong, but that's the beauty of life. Isn't it is to make mistakes and learn and move forward and progress and be a better human being because you dared to try. And in 2021, the game board and myself, we, and hopefully you, we're all going to dare to try. That is the motto for 2021 dare to try. So that is going to close out 2020 tomorrow. It's the first official show of the game board. I'm very excited, very nervous and damn it. We are going to dare to try. So I will see you guys tomorrow for the first official show of the wolf's game board. Until then, have fun, be safe, I'll catch you then. Peace.